So Zach, how you feeling today? Honestly, I'm a little tired. I wish I could say something. Why, not sleeping? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm trying to sleep. It's just my schedule's been a little bit jacked up lately. And I feel kind of bad saying that, knowing that we're having a talk about sleep and how important it is. I feel like I should be lying and just saying, oh, I feel great. I rest really, really well. But that would just be a lie. <laughs> You're the pro athlete of sleep. Never hit a slump whatsoever. No, I've never swung and missed. Well, then you would be alone. I also am exhausted. My kid woke up at, I think it was four, because he had a nightmare. Oh. And so I spent some time, yeah, spent some time talking with him, and then awake. <laughs> Just awake. For the rest of the night. Slash morning. It was over at that point. <laughs> when did you go to bed? Oh, at a reasonable hour. 9.30. Boom. Yeah, that's pretty good. I went to bed at... It's not bad. Three? Two thirty, three. That's a late shift. Yeah, I didn't get home from work till like one thirty or something like that. So it was a little bit of a. By the time you eat and try to unwind and not try to just eat and then lie straight down, it's a little bit difficult to get to bed before an hour after I get home. Or just walk in, shower, and hit the bed. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, um, now that we've highlighted how bad we are at sleep for various <laughs> reasons, at least your reason is uh, wholesome, I guess. <laughs> They're both fine. All reasons are okay. But yours points out one of the more interesting issues when it comes to getting enough sleep, which is how related our sleep is to light. So you would have just been getting home from work. You work in an emergency department. It's a windowless and there's bright office lighting everywhere. And light is probably the single biggest entrainer of our circadian rhythm. And we talked about that a bit last time. And just to underline that, blind people... Not only do you have to suffer with blindness, they also suffer from unregulated circadian rhythms for the most part, uh, unless they've tried to go under some specific kinds of therapies, in which case it can get better. But if they haven't, and they're relying just on light, and they don't have light because they're blind, they're all over the place. Their days and their nights are just swinging around with all the related problems that come with that. And yet we do have different Zeitgebers as the Germans would say, or time givers, besides light. So that can be helpful, but light is the biggest one. And it's for everybody. For example, you, just getting home from work. And it wouldn't have been a problem, except for Thomas Edison screwing us all over. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good came of that. No, that's seriously, all we do is get poor sleep now. Because uh, back in the day, back in the caveman era, when there were lions and so forth. Just saw Crudes yesterday. So that was a good reminder <laughs> love, of the caveman I love era. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. But even fire was a big step forward for them, right? They didn't even have that. They had the starlight or the moonlight. And to break it down you know, in just in terms of lux, it's not that much. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I just think it's unfair that they only had to deal with lions chasing them and other things that killed them when they were sleeping. We have to deal with the torture of light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starvation, all that other stuff they got to deal with. Yeah, nothing else. Nothing else to worry about. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about a nice moonless night when it's just pitch black outside, that is darkness. That is a lux of 0.01. I should probably define what a lux is, right? Mm -hmm. 
So lux is how we measure light. It is the lumens of light or the brightness of light spread out over however many square meters there are. So the higher the number, the more light there is. A moonless night, 0 0.001 lux, if it's bright. And then if it's a full moon night, think about how bright that moon can be. That's all the way up to one lux. So if you were going to guess, what would you say the average house is running in terms of lux? Uh, let's say 150. Wow. That's dead on. 50 to 200, roughly. I do have a table in front <laughs> nice. of me. I am cheating. So, but <laughs> I'm, the, I'm like Alex Trebek. Correct. Now, we get back to offices, emergency departments, that kind of thing. And now you're running between 200 and 500 lux. And now you're just full on suppressing your melatonin. And that's just a regular office. If you go to a mm -hmm. factory, industrial lighting type stuff, that's 1,000 to 1,500. So we're getting into some big numbers here. And when you do that, your body doesn't want to produce melatonin so much, especially if you're doing that right before you're trying to go to sleep, right before you go home. That's not how a natural day works, you know? The sun gradually gets lower in the sky. Light slowly gets dimmer and dimmer. It's not the same to just go from a really bright emergency department or office and then get into your car, then go to your house, which is still kind of bright, and then just flick off the switches and hope that everything comes back to normal and you can fall right to sleep. If that happens for you, you are probably sleep deprived. <laughs> oh. What's supposed to happen, just to recap the actual mechanics of how light works, is light comes into our eyes through our pupils, through these sensors called retinal ganglion cells. They don't actually see things. They just trigger light uh, or get triggered by light. And then that, through a pigment called melanopsin, will suppress melatonin and actually affect different proteins and so forth. The short answer for the short result of that is to tell your body it's time to be awake, not nighttime. Because when it gets dark, suddenly that's released and melatonin can be released. And all this depends not just on the presence or absence of light, but also on how intense that light is, what the wavelength of the light is, the timing of the light, the pattern of the light, and the duration of the light. You know, if you just get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you flick on the switch for 10 seconds and you switch it off, that may not be very impactful for a person. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it depends on where they're coming from. And it depends on what kind of light it is, what color the light is, how intense right. that light is. Yeah. I remember I used to live in a house where I actually measured this in the kitchen just to see. Why did you do that? Because I wanted to know. <laughs> I need to know these things. <laughs> Because I was trying to optimize my sleep. So, all right, what is my kitchen? You know, the place where I am right before I go to the bedroom. Right. Right? 300. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's great for cooking, you know. Good for, that's true. Good for hanging out during the day. But, yeah, yeah. probably not the best. Was it a dimmable light at least? Well, kind of. It was an old switch and new bulbs. So, you can go a little bit down and then it turns off. <laughs> the 300 to like 298 and then off perfect yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> off is a very good dim sweating uh dim setting though 
So we've got all these things that affect us in terms of light that we need to account for and control for if we're going to get good sleep. And most of us don't even give it a second thought. You know, and not only do we have those things with light, but we have the things in our own bodies that affect how we interpret that light. So for example, we have pupils, right? How well does your pupil adjust? Is it going to squeeze down really tight and not let much light in? Are you going to wear sunglasses? I should have probably been wearing sunglasses in my kitchen. Didn't think of that till just now. But but if you wear sunglasses, that, that's less light too. And then there are different proteins, PER, CRY, these little protein things that if you get them screwed up will totally affect uh, what happens in response to light and can significantly affect your response to light and how you sleep in general. But a really good example of this modification of light or this interpretation of light is what happens to us all naturally as we get older. I don't know if you have memories of this, but when I was a kid, I mean like elementary school, I'd be reading a book, it'd be fine, ambient light coming in, and my dad would come into the room and switch on the lights and say, how can you read like that? It's so dark. (laughs) Oh my goodness, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Thanks. I was fine. But thank you. Right. I had no problem with that. But yeah, right. (laughs) There's a real reason for that. When people get older, they start uh, sensing less light. There's less retinal illumination going on. Not as much light making it to the back of the eye, which senses light, which has vision. Hmm. And that can be due to the cornea or the front part of the eye just being a little hazier. Or maybe somebody is getting cataracts. For a variety of reasons, they'll sense less light. So a 65-year-old compared to a 10-year-old is sensing about a quarter of the light of that 10-year-old. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then this is actually, uh, it's not even all light. It depends on the wavelength too. So people will be interpreting less or receiving less blue light or that frequency than they are red light. So... There's all those different things and it can affect us and we can affect all of these inputs and take advantage of them to get better sleep. So, for example, um, the wavelength of the light is the most popular thing that people talk about, right? Everyone's trying to avoid blue light. We've got blue light filters. Do you have anything that you do for that? I think the easiest thing to do is, uh, I think at around nine or 10 o'clock, I get a, uh, the blue light filter on your phone. So the iPhone comes with one automatically that will shift it to a, a more yellow tone. Um, so we do that. Uh, just trying to avoid screen time after a certain time. But I, other than that, I can't, we don't have like the blue light glasses or anything like that. Some people will have those I've heard of, but uh, we don't have anything like that. Um, do you do anything with the light bulbs that you keep on versus not keep on? That would be kind of intense yeah. if you do. Yeah, that's actually a good point. So, well... We have different wavelength bulbs in our bedroom, actually. So during the day... Do you really? We, yeah. So it's one of the like the Philips ones that have like different you know, colors. So we actually, at nighttime, we have a setting that when we turn the lights on at night, they are more yellow and warm tone rather than blue tone for that reason. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's actually pretty nice. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you said that because I totally forgot Is that about just that. in your bedroom? Yeah. It's just, yeah, a, or... just, it's just a bedroom. Uh, we don't have any of those bulbs anywhere else. Okay. Someplace for improvement, if you feel like it. But yeah, that's a good way. Adjusting, that's a real fancy way. Adjusting the kinds of bulbs you have to emit a wavelength that is redder, Mm -hmm. warmer, is going to 
let you sleep better. It's going to release some melatonin earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. And like you were alluding to, people can get these blue light filtering glasses. Unfortunately, it seems like a lot of them out there are just a hoax. I've heard of that. Yeah. I think that's and why we've gotten it. Clear lenses that don't really block any blue light. Yeah. You go ahead. I've tried these. You put them on. I can still see blue very easily. So, <laughs> I'm glad I paid 40 I bucks for these. what supposed to do right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to get a real blue light filter glasses, you're looking for things that are colored. Yeah. You know, they're going to probably have a yellow tint or a red tint right. to it. And red tint is good. Honestly, that's what I wear. Mm -hmm. But it has a problem and that can't really make out... The finest details, you don't want to drive in them. If you're walking around your house doing normal stuff at night, that's fine. Yeah. If you're trying to do more detailed things uh, where you want to be able to see well, you should probably pick a yellower frame, and, and lens. Would, and do you run into problems with light leak around the sides of them? Oh, with mine? Yeah. Well, of course, I've thought about this. So mine actually come around on the sides of my eyes <laughs> and over my eyes. They're essentially safety goggles that are just <laughs> I gotta, red. <laughs> I want you to wear these in public someday. I've never seen you these with these on. I, I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> well, I, I can't leave the house when the sun goes down. So <laughs> it would just it would be against uh, anathema to my sleep hygiene. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and yeah, I wonder actually because I have sunglasses here that have. In my ultimate coolness, they have tint to them, uh, and they do a pretty good job of filtering out blue light. I wonder if those would work halfway decently around the house. Nina would never stop making fun of me, but nonetheless, I kind of want to do Sorry, you got stuff on her. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I got plenty of stuff I could talk about with her. Well, I will do a whole podcast on that someday. Yeah. And no one will trust anything we have to say ever again. No, not a thing. <laughs> not a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's light wavelength. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can think of as far as the obvious things to mention for light wavelength. Blue light filters are great. Changing the hues that are coming out of your ceiling, if you can do it. Ooh, night lights. Definitely. If you're a person that wakes up in the middle of the night, goes to the bathroom, if you can get some red night lights, that's going to be helpful. It's going to be less disruptive, less awakening. Because if you get a big blast of bright light and it's lasting more than just a split second, or if you're particularly sensitive even just that long, mm -hmm. you're going to start waking up. And it's going to be a lot harder to go to sleep. Another thing that I thought of is even turning your screen brightnesses down at night. So, I mean, your iPad and your phone, and you'd be shocked how many times you look at your brightness and it's turned all the way up and you're like, I don't, it's not that light outside. I don't know why I need to do this. You turn it down, you wait 30 seconds, you look back and it doesn't look dim anymore. I think that even that is the amount of light blasting you in the face from six inches away is probably more than we need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the light intensity part mm -hmm. of it. Right. Yeah. You could just put on your sunglasses and look at your iPhone that's, too. That's, that's another option. <laughs> Hopefully they're not polarized. You can't see anything. And if you can't see anything, put it down. It's <laughs> nighttime. <laughs> it's Go do something point. else. It's even better. It's better training for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can't see it. Guess I can't use it. Right. But that's where these other kinds of tablets come in that use the electronic ink. Yeah, they can be helpful if you still need to do some reading, if you still need to get some work done. If you can use one of those, I think it's a bit better because it's like paper. It's a book. So we've talked about intensity in that refrain, but also you can get dimmable lights for your house. You can go real fancy and hook it up to your home hub. Mm -hmm. Our kitchen light's dimmable, which is really nice because actually when we eat dinner every night, we start turning it down about that time. 
we're we're a lot fancier than you over here, Sagar. I don't know if you noticed, but we got these. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. I'll admit it. You're definitely technologically advanced. But did you know there are smart switches as well? So you don't even need light bulbs. You can just get these switches that you replace, and they will dim all your light bulbs for you. But all at once, and so you can't choose between them. Boom. Uh, so wait, how does this work? Um, see, so the switch will actually just control how bright your light can be? Yeah. It's like installing a dimmer switch. But you can fix it. Like, it's not like forever. No, no, and you can control like, that dimmer dimmer with your phone, with your home hub. Oh, but you still need a dimmable bulb, I would imagine. Yeah, that's a fair point. But you don't need one of those fancy individual bulbs. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because we have our dimmable bulb is on a switch, and then we can control it and set timers for it for when we want it to be whatever, whatever percentage, which is nice. It's really nice. It's a pain installing a bunch of these switches, but, you know, I think in the long run it makes a difference. Yeah. Depends on how bad your sleep is and how much time and effort you want to invest in. If you are people... Yeah. Uh, like us that have screwed up schedules, you should probably be investing time in this because being a shift worker is screwing you over. And that's just <laughs> the way it is. It's going to increase your rates of glucose intolerance, insulin resistance, heart disease, cancer. I may have mentioned this before, but in the UK, for night shift workers like nurses that have developed breast cancer, that's a work-related health expense because that's how strong that tie is. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and it's, again, something we don't think about. But, you know, I guess we should think about it because how many times do you feel just sadness or bad and you wonder if you feel bad, what's going on on the cellular level inside your body? It's probably reflective of how bad you feel. Yeah. And get really detailed on how once we delve into that because there's a variety of mechanisms and what's going on. But let's keep it to light. So we were just talking about shift workers, night workers. That comes back into the timing and the pattern of light. So it's not just what you experience in that particular moment that affects you for light. For example, if you have spent just tonight having a bright light on, and then you try to go to bed at the same time, yeah, you're going to be affected by that, but it won't be as much of an effect as if you've been spending your light exposure timings for the last couple of days the same way, because you are entraining yourself to this new rhythm. Yeah. And that new rhythm, that new pattern is saying, go to sleep later, go to sleep later. Yeah, uh, that makes absolute sense, especially we talked about circadian rhythms. I mean, rhythms are born out of habit, and mm -hmm. the habits matter. Yep. And then that's over days, but even in one day, it depends on when you get your light exposure. For example, are you getting your brightest light exposure in the morning? Are you getting your brightest light exposure in the afternoon? Are you getting it right before bed? It's a big deal. Yeah. If you get it right before bed... You're suppressing your signals to sleep. If you get a first thing in the morning, that's actually great for sleep. Yeah. And it, that absolutely makes sense, especially you look at, you know, like, for example, right now, I, I woke up late today because I worked late last night, and then I have to work at 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> so I have to try to find a way to... <laughs> good, good. I know it's a great sleep pattern. Don't judge me. But yeah, so I've actually, I've got the windows open here trying to get light exposed for that reason. So, that, you know, come late afternoon, I can start chilling out because I got to get to bed early uh, in order to be able to get a reasonable amount of sleep for my shift tomorrow when I got to wake up at 4.30. Good luck with that. Oh boy. I know. I'm really excited. But you, 
you have a good technique there because the light that's coming in from outside, particularly if you just go outside, is mm -hmm. uh, order of magnitude higher than what you're getting in your own house. So mm -hmm. when you look at that, if it's a bright, sunny day, high noon, that's 100,000 lux. That's crazy. If it's, yeah, it's huge. Even if it's an overcast day, totally cloudy, you're getting somewhere between 2,000 and 10,000 lux. So that is mm -hmm. significantly higher than what you're getting in your house or your office or yeah. even your factory, wherever it is you work. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. And that relationship between being out in that big level of sun is going to affect your relationship to being in the office setting. For example, to clarify that, if you're out in the sun and it's morning time and you're getting all this high intensity, bright light, when you come back into your house, you will be interpreting that same amount of light at a lower level, meaning your brain saying, oh, this is actually right. dimmer than it was out there. So good to mm -hmm. know. Take that into account for forming the circadian rhythm. And the opposite is true. If you suddenly go outside into the bright noon sun right before you're trying to go to sleep so you can wake up on time for your third shift, mm -hmm. that's going to screw up your sleep as well. And depending on your sleep pattern, what you're trying to uh, accomplish, there's a rule for actually timing when you get this brightest amount of sun. Okay. I mean, and that makes sense. You think about when we used to do overnight shifts, or I guess you work 24s now, and so you're driving home after working a 24-hour shift, and it's bright light outside. It's tough to get to sleep. I mean, I remember some of those late, you know, overnight shifts or, or call shifts when you were in a hospital for 24, 36 hours. And you drive home and you're like, okay, I've just been up for 30 hours straight. Why can't I sleep? This is ridiculous. I was like, because you just drove home at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's bright sun outside and you're just nowhere near ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Plus you combine that with a regular circadian rhythm that hopefully is in there somewhere. Right. That's telling you, no, this is, this is awake time. Yep. Yep. And the cup of coffee that you drank just so you could handle the drive better. And that's a good point. Yeah. It's going to be hard to sleep. It's going to be hard to stay asleep. Yeah. But, you know, I see the flip side on that, which means greater sleep deprivation, greater sleep hunger means that night, oh, sleep is coming. Oh, the night's great. The night's easy to sleep on those nights. It's the day when you're trying to switch over to get, get ready for that night or if you're trying to go home and take a four-hour nap and then you wake up at four hours and you're like, uh-uh, I'm going back to bed if you were able to sleep. Yeah, it comes into a lot of trying to control all these different variables, all these light givers. Yeah. Light right. is one of them. Then there's a bunch of others. There's um, when you eat, what you eat, how hot it is outside, how hot it is in your body, how much social interaction you're having, um, what fluid status you have in your body. Are you adequately hydrated? Are you dehydrated? Um, how much salt and other... Uh, effects on osmolality is there just all these things and if you can control for them you might be doing better <laughs> sounds easy i'm gonna get like a bunch of yeah. like performance anxiety trying to sleep now <laughs> <laughs> that's why the big one is light just handle light did i did i have enough salt before i went to bed i don't know i don't know i gotta think about this <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta you gotta remember your chemistry and your uh stoichiometry sure yeah i Break forgot out about the calculator yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And just the process of doing that should make you sleepy enough to fall asleep. It's fine. 
I, <laughs> that that's the whole key here. It's all strategy. I mean, that's those are the big points on light, and we didn't even talk about time zones. But time zones is a is another way of exposing yourself to light in confusing ways for your body. And I'll just put this out there: it takes your body and your brain about an hour per day. So let me put that another way. For every hour you're off on your time zones, it'll take you a day to adjust. So let's summarize some of the things that we're recommending for people in terms of light. Number one, after you wake up, go outside. Also, if you haven't seen it, SNL has a good skit with Big Poppy and going outside, just check it out. <clears throat> also, we can do is decrease our light exposure at night, both how intense it is what its wavelengths are. You want warmer colors. You want yellowers. You want red. Drop the blue light. There's those various ways we talked about, be it something you wear over your eyes or what you're actually doing to the screens that you're looking at. Heck, how about you just don't look at screens at night? If you can do that, that'd be say, fantastic. Just, just get off your phone. <laughs> or tablet or computer. Yeah. And form a healthy pattern with your light exposure, a consistent pattern. Yeah. Yeah, so patterns matter you can get for more than one reason. Not, yeah, not just the light, but for the pattern, is the, the circadian and the rhythms that we talked about. But go on, sorry. Yeah, that was it. I was just going to say, if you can figure out how to make light work for you instead of against you, you're going to be a lot happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? I think that covers it. So okay. another one of these times, we'll talk about the other Zygebers, the other things that will influence our sleep. But light's a big one. Keep it in mind. In the meantime, I'm Sauger. And I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something useful. If you want to learn more, check out our website, cprhealthclinic.com, where we have more information. You can also use that site to schedule a consult so we can focus completely on you and revamping your health. Because the way you live can save your life. <laughs>